0: Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of mccabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hi everyone,
1: welcome back to another episode of the Proper Lookout Podcast. We are joined by Rehab Abdurrahman and Tasnim Ali, both from the Status Insurance team. In today's podcast, we'll be discussing exemptions of matters from the Personal Injury Commission under the Motor Accidents Injuries Act. For the purpose of today's podcast, we'll be addressing the mandatory and discretionary exemptions for assessment of damages in accordance with the Motor Accidents Injuries Act 2017. Tas, could you please briefly explain
2: what do they mean by these exemptions? So, under the new Motor Accident Injuries Act 2017, it provides for assessment of claims and exemption from a claims assessment by a Personal Injury Commission before the commencement of court proceedings, which is very similar to section 92 of the old Motor Accident and Compensation Act. Mandatory exemption essentially means that if the matter falls under Clause 14 of the Motor Accident Injuries Regulation, The commission has no choice but to exempt the claim from damages assessment by the commission the parties can proceed straight to the court as with discretionary exemption it is essentially when there has been a preliminary assessment of the claim and with the approval of the president the claim is not suitable for assessment of damages by the commission thank you taz now could you please run us through the mandatory exemptions Absolutely. So, clause 14 of the Motor Accidents Injuries Regulations set out the grounds for mandatory exemption under section 7.34, subsection 1, subsection A of the Motor Accidents Injuries Act 2017. These include one, a claim in respect of which the claimant is a person under legal incapacity, two, a claim involving an action under the Compensation to Relatives Act 1897, brought on behalf of a person under legal incapacity. Three, a claim made against a person other than an insurer. Four, a claim in connection with which the insurer has, by notice in writing to the claimant, alleged that the claimant has engaged in conduct in contravention of section 6.41, which is Fraud on Motor Accidents Injury Scheme of the Act. And five, a notice has been provided by the insurer in writing to the claimant and the owner or the driver of the offending motor vehicle, notifying that the insurer has declined indemnity in accordance with the third-party policy. Now, you'll note that the fraud element in clause 14 Subsection D of the Motor Accident Injuries Regulations is specifically referred to Section 6.41 of the Act. However, it is important to note that neither a denial of fault nor an allegation of contributory negligence is a ground for mandatory exemption. This is because the Personal Injury Commission has jurisdiction to assess liability issues. If by any chance a reply for mandatory exemption is to be made, the respondent may lodge submissions in reply to the application within 14 days of being served with an application for mandatory exemption. The reply must include one, the information required by the form and two, the response of the respondent to the reasons the applicant believes the claim should be exempt and any supporting documents. That essentially covers mandatory exemption aspects of it. So now, Rehab, could you please run us through the discretionary exemptions? Thanks, Taz.
1: As with the Murder Accidents Compensation Act, a discretionary exemption under section 7.34, subsection 1b, will only be allowed where a preliminary assessment has been made by a claims assessor that the claim is not suitable for assessment by the Personal Injury Commission, and the principal claims assessor approves that preliminary assessment. Neither the Motor Accidents Injuries Regulation nor the Motor Accidents Guidelines provide any indicative grounds upon which a claims assessor might find that a claim is unsuitable for assessment by the Personal Injury Commission. Instead, the indicative grounds are found in Clause 99 of the Personal Injury Commission rules. This may include, but is not limited to, whether, number one, the claim involves complex legal or factual issues or complex issues in the assessment of the amount of the claim, Number two, the claim involves issues of liability, including issues of contributory negligence, fault and or causation. Number three, a claimant or a witness considered by the member to be a material witness resides outside of New South Wales. Number four, a claimant or insurer seeks to proceed against one or more non-CTP parties and or the insurer alleges that a person has made a false or misleading statement in a material particular in relation to the injuries or loss of damage sustained in the accident given rise to a claim. Number five, whether the insurer alleges that a person has made false or misleading statement in a material particular in relation to injuries, loss or damage sustained by the claimant in, in the accident given rise to the claim. Now, in the case of an application for discretionary exemptions, respondents must lodge and serve a sealed copy of the reply on the other side of the parties within 21 days of the application being registered with the Commission. Thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of the Proper Lookout Podcast. Please let us know if you have any questions or queries. We would love to hear from you. We will see you next time for another episode of the Proper Lookout Podcast.
0: Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Proper Lookout Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.